podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me, as always, is my very talented friend, who can sometimes be just a little bit wild, the mixtress, DC Gina. Hi, Louise. Hey. hey. So, I, oh, no, let's see I your got, wild side. You know, are you going to do it? What? Show us your wild side. I mean, is anybody out last night? <laughs> <laughs> so I know you know about Roman mythology and the story of Ramos and Remus, the twins. The twin boys Remus were... Remus and Romulus. Thank you for fixing that for me. Them too. The twin boys who were abandoned on the bank of the Tiber River, um, and they were left to be raised by wolves. But uh, story has it that they came back and were actually the ones who uh, civilized and basically formed Rome. Founded the Roman Empire. Very good. Um, but did you know there's actually other feral children that they have found in the world? Yeah, I'm raising two of them. <laughs> there was a little boy, and this, this is some time back. Um, his name was, uh, I'm going to probably mess this one up too, but it's Dina Sanichar. Um, he, they, he was a six-year-old that um, they found in India, and he was literally raised by wolves and has been documented. Um, and, but they found feral children all over the world um, and raised by various animals. They have, it's actually been documented that there are wolf children, panther children, dog children, chicken children, <laughs> and gazelle children. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Graceful. <laughs> that's tough. But you know what? I think that's amazing. It is. It is amazing. It kind of says a lot about human children. They're pretty uh, pretty resilient. For the fact that an animal isn't as wild as you think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I know all that sounds very random and kind of odd for the designated drinker show, but it does lead into today's designated drinker, who's already been here and helped me along already <laughs> which i needed it's fine sorry to know uh, if i was supposed to talk or it's not. okay i'll take it i'll take it um he is the co-owner of raised by wolves and the co-owner of simple serve chris patino welcome Hi. to the show thank you for having me what exciting times we're having right now they are hello sir gina calls <laughs> she, she never calls she never writes all of a sudden my inbox <laughs> Come join us on, on, on this new podcast. Absolutely. Great. Thanks for coming. No hesitation. Thank you. So happy to have you. And you're all dressed up. Is that just for us? Uh, I, I, I want to say yes. Yes, uh, do. Let, let me have yeah, it. So yes. But no, I, um, I've been running around all week. And uh, I had to give a seminar this morning. Um, it was on Cognac. Cognac uh, history and kind of the future of the category. So I was wearing my seersucker short suit. Because why not? We're in New Orleans. Absolutely. We are in New Orleans. Wearing it well. Thank we're you. Speaking of, we're here in Brennan's still. Yeah. They're hosting yeah. us again today. Yes, they are. We're in uh, the chess room upstairs. Lovely. I had brunch here just the other day. You did? Yeah. Did you see Lou? I didn't see Lou, but you know, I tell you what, this is one of the best brunches in town, and they're like, they're it's a week long thing. You know, go yeah. to brunch on Monday, go on Tuesday. Um, and the Brennan's level of service is something that I've always admired from afar. I mean, having lived here in New Orleans, I would go to Commander's Palace as often as I could. Sure. Um, any kind of Absolutely. that white tablecloth New Orleans experience, and that's what they pride themselves on here as well. Yeah. Sure. What year did you live in New Orleans? Oh, man, it's 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 such a murky I mean, story, you're right? You're only 25. So <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I was young. Uh, but no, I lived here. It was early 2000s. Uh, I lived here before and after Katrina. Uh, when Katrina hit, so we we actually we evacuated and um, we actually ended up moving to California for a year uh, after Katrina, and then you know I, I 
I've never felt more at home than I do here in New Orleans, and so I was itching to come back. And so we, um, we ended up moving back to New Orleans for a while. Um, and then, uh, you know, I found myself in New York for nine years, and now I'm back, back in California. So who knows where I'm going to go next. But for a while, all right, I, I want a place here. I love it here. Uh, but for a while, I was like, I'm making no left turns. And then we made a big U-turn, and we're back in California. Let's see what happens next, you know. Uh, I, would, I would love to continue the journey. I've got three kids now, though, so that's, uh, it's... It's no longer just my decision. You know, these, yeah. these decisions are, are more meaningful now. But you have your own pack. I have a wolf pack. Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah, my son has long hair just like me, and because uh, because daddy does, you know. Yeah. Um, and then my newest son, who knows if he's gonna even have hair? He's just bald. <laughs> he's brand new. Uh, he's, he's, he's brand new. Yeah. You know. Give him a chance. He's brand new. But, uh, but, yeah. How many months is he now? He's seven months. Oh my gosh, he's so new. He's so cute. He's got a little helmet too. They're like, you know shape in his head he's, he's he like spent too much time on the back of his head as a baby oh. and so he's a little flat-headed so now he's got this little helmet that he wears but yeah, it's pretty cute he looks like Mega Man uh, yes perfect <laughs> so speaking of your pack let, tell us about um, Raised by Wolves yeah, man, the, the fact that I'm able to sit here and talk about it, it just, it, it blows my mind. Like, it's just one of those things where when I left New York, when I left Pernod Ricard, I was, I was the, uh, you know, manager, or sorry, the director of brand education for the second largest spirits producer in the world. When I left that um, to start my own company, to start SimpleServe, I had no idea what was on the horizon. Yeah. Um, it was shocking news in the bartender. It was world. shocking news. And uh, the opportunity came up and, you know, a little tentative at first, but once I sat down with um, with my, my partners, Arsalan Tafazoli and Eric Castro, when we started, like, laying out the plans and talking through the concept and, like, what this place was going to be, I was like, yeah, where do I, where do I sign up? This is... This is, I don't think it's been done before, you know? Nice. And so um, just that was, it, it just gave me something else to kind of, I, I'm, I, I'm a workaholic. Um, I don't like to sit idly. Uh, it's to my chagrin and probably my, my, my wife's chagrin as well. You know, it's a, I have we love you. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Someone had to say it, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I needed this um, and I hadn't been in the bar world or even behind the bar for, you know, it's been easily 16 years, 15, 16 years. And so... Man, to start over like that, and and the the best thing happened when we opened. It's also the worst thing. Yeah. We had hired a GM, um, and the first day of training, a week before opening, he quit. On oh. on the you know, second day on the job. Holy cow. It turns out he got another offer, and he was trying to move back to Miami. Something he didn't, of course, tell us the in the beginning. Time. Yeah. So we had to open Raised by Wolves without a GM. Which is crazy. And it's crazy, but it allowed myself and Eric Castro to. Um, to really like dig in and spend, we, you know, live there essentially for the first six months of opening. Um, and now that I've done it that way, I'm like, I don't think I would ever do it a different way because I've never felt so, con- I wouldn't feel as connected to the place gotcha. had, had that not happened. And the staff, yeah. you know. Um, and so, you know, really, really excited. And now, thank God, we have a, a great GM, a guy named Jason Wild. Who um, perfect name? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right for ways by wolves. Yeah, uh, but his lineage is you know he used to um, uh, run uh, Bourbon and Branch up in San Francisco, oh. and he had his own bar in Sacramento, and he's just he's just a solid a solid guy, and he works really hard, and um, he's really helped us to develop a culture um, at Rays that you know it's something we strive to do, but it's not easy, you know, and, yeah. and finding good people like that has made it a lot easier. So. Yeah, awesome. That's yeah. really cool. It's a stunning. It's bar. gorgeous. I mean, can you like, talk about like how do you? Let me talk about the the fact that like the pictures look great, but they don't do the place justice. It, you know, and and everyone who comes there says that it's like oh, I saw pictures and it looks gorgeous, and now I'm here. Like it's just it's jaw dropping. 
Um, and it's because no, like nothing was left to chance. Every detail, you know, no expense spared. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, because we didn't want to just have a bar, we wanted to build an experience. And because I, I think that's where our industry is moving right now. You yeah. can't just open your doors and expect people are going to come, right? So um, part of... Well, well, fool does. Well, you're right. It happens yeah. every day, I guess. Yeah. But um, part of that was just, just really creating an experience. And also, we're in a shopping mall. We're in an out... It's an outdoor Westfield shopping mall. We're across from a La Cologne Coffee and an Apple store. You know? <laughs> um, we wanted to make sure that what we, what we were doing was, you know, bringing you out of that element, bringing you into, into our world. Um, and we, we did that twofold. We did that by setting up a, uh, a boutique bottle shop because we wanted to have something to sell because we yeah. were in a mall, so we wanted like a storefront. Yeah. But we wanted to actually be a business. Yeah. Um, and then we also uh, have the, you know, the secret entrance, which, like, I, I get it, you know, speakeasies and whatever you think about that. We weren't doing this to build a speakeasy, right? We're, we were building a hidden bar, and yes, I know they're interchangeable, but we were building a hidden bar just to simply take you, like, literally leave your shopping bags at the door yeah. and, and, like, join us and yeah. forget about, you know, the sale at Nordstrom's or <laughs> whatever, you know. And, Has anybody referred to you as a speakeasy? Because I feel like I, it's not anything I've read. Uh, Yes, it happens. It's like it's like the consumer mindset. They see us. Oh. They see like a secret entrance, and they're like, "Oh, is this a speakeasy?" And it's like, <laughs> we don't. I don't want to correct. You know, if that's what it is to you, then like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and enjoy yourselves because I, I, at first I think we open and we're like, "Well, no, 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 it's a hidden bar." We correct you, and it's like, you know what? If if this is a speakeasy to you, then absolutely. We don't have any passwords. Um, we're not wearing arm guarders behind the bar. You know what I mean? It's you know, there, there are no rules. Uh, you know other than behave yourself I guess but um yeah. you know so yeah it was it was one of those things where we really were just trying to build the experience and that's where that that facade came from you know but it turns out we've actually built another solid little business in having a bottle shop you know and we pride ourselves and it's not big it's 1500 square feet so we can't we can't compete with the big box stores you know yeah. we can't have everything Since but that's big it's allowed us to curate a selection of spirits and our only benchmark, the rule is, it's, it has to be something that you would serve proudly at home to your friends and family. If that's the case, we'll sell it here. And I don't care if it's a big brand, I don't care if it's like the smallest boutique craft brand or distillery like, that you've ever been to. bottles. It has to be great. You know, great. it has to have a good story. And that's it. And then what about your rare bottles and that little special case? What's that? We have a little special case. Um, yeah, the rare bottles, I mean, look, that's like market price, right? I mean, that's, that's we, it's like, it's like you find these gems in the wild, but you don't know what's coming or where they're coming from. And of course, you want to make sure that um, they can be authenticated if it's, you know, uh, so we don't, we, we take great pride in, in, in our selections there and, and even greater pride in the friends that we've found along the way to, to kind of help us find those bottles. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so we have, right now, there's a bottle of, um, of Pappy Van Winkle, dare I say, uh, that was uh, distilled in 1974. That's cool. And bottled, wow. and bottled in 1990. Um, and, and, and that's like probably my prized possession, I think, right now. Uh, but we have some good stuff in there. Yeah, you have somebody that comes in and just like swipes a credit card and takes all your babies away and you're like, damn. You know, it's funny. Actually, a great thing happened the other day, and it's the only thing, or the only time it's happened. Um, but I'm like hoping now that I'm like saying this publicly and on this podcast, uh, it happens more. So if you're listening, uh, <laughs> somebody came in and bought a bottle, and they opened it, and they shared it with me, and I was like, oh wow, you know. And it wasn't wow. a vintage bottle, but still, you know, it was uh, it was it was a bottle that I hadn't tried. I, I try I've tried most everything in that shop, 
However, there are bottles that are limited run, small yeah. production that, you know, unfortunately. Can you tell us what it was? You yeah. drank? It was a compass box. It was their, um, it was their, uh, the, the, the Calvados blend that they yep. had, the Scotch Calvados blend, it was it it was outstanding. You know, we had one bottle allocated to us, you know, so like, the fact that this guy was like, wait, you haven't had this yet? I'm like, no. He's like, well, I'll, I'll just buy it and let's open it. I'm like, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to ask me twice. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Um, did you see my other selections of things? Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I feel like what you created is so, it's off the charts. And it's you're up fun. for an award. We are. It's it's crazy. You won something it's, already. What did you just recently? It's, well, it's not the award we thought we'd be up for, but you know we'll take it um, because I think it's actually in the, in the long run it's more meaningful. Just to be a part of the the field is great, right? Um, we are up right now for world's best spirit selection at Raised by Wolves at Tales of the Cocktail. Wow. But earlier this year, we won um, in by a magazine cocktail bar of the year. Which, nice. Which I did not. I was that was. I, yeah, I'm done. I, you know, <laughs> ask, what do you do now? I'm like, I'm retired. Yeah, what do you do <laughs> I, mean, I can't now? afford to retire, but that's how it feels. You know? uh, and then we were just listed in um, the Esquire Magazine's uh, uh, top bars list this year, too. So, like, the momentum we have, it's so great to watch and see because, you know, we're in San Diego. It's a small market. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's not a small city by any means. When you think about it, it's the eighth largest city in America. Um, but when you told me that, I was like, what? It's crazy. But if you look it up, it's it's just so spread out. That's yeah. the thing. You know, we have all these different counties. I mean, San Diego's so big that, like, there are bars in North County that I'm like, oh, I, you know, I might get up there next year. You know, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you gotta pack a lunch. Uh, take some time off. But, you know, it's um, it's How great. far is that? Like, Well, it's, it's the thing is, it's not that far, um, but we have really bad traffic, you know? Yeah. Really? We have, like, L.A.-style traffic um, that happens, and um, that can make, you know, a short journey take forever. And, uh, you know... It, anyway, we, we, we've been doing this thing called Bartenders Weekend now. Um, it'll be our seventh year, yeah. March 22nd through 24th. Those are the dates. Nice. We haven't even announced them yet, so you guys are getting this fresh. But, um, for 2020. For 2019. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> right now. Anyway, 19. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2020. 20, March 22nd. I still have not gone. Well, this is the year. Um, this will be our seventh year. Well, last year we had 2,000 registered attendees. And... Uh, it's it's something, the reason we do it, because we don't make any money on this, right? We actually, to date, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd love to someday down the road, but to date, we've only given the money to charity. So we've, awesome. we've, we've paid off our, our expenses on producing the event um, yeah. without a management fee, and, we, and we've written a check to charity, and, the, and it feels good, right? But the, the, the sole being for this thing is that we want to put attention and focus on San Diego, because... We think really cool things are happening there. And yes, we have a great beer scene that's flourishing. It's, yeah. it's like the craft beer corridor of America. It is. Um, but we have great cocktails too. And I think the, the the next wave beyond that is that we're starting to get some great restaurants as well, which has always kind of hindered San Diego a little bit. You know, um, Don't get me wrong, there's great food there, but um, it, it's, it's sporadic, you know. Yeah. It's sporadic, and and you find like great hole in the wall taco shops and. So tell tell us about that week, bartender week. Yeah, uh, let's, I will tell you about it. Um, <laughs> Would you please? You know, it, it's funny because it started as a pool party at the Lafayette Hotel, you know, six years ago, and um, it almost like became something that. People think about it like, oh, that's just like a, a drinking fest or whatever. And, you know, and we, we realized that. And so about three years ago, we decided to try and make a change. And we tried to add some more structure to it. And we did that in a number of ways. Primarily, we broke up the days um, and started assigning different days to different parts of the, of the city 
to really like kind of put focus on on a highlight some of the the programs that were happening and, and some of the bars and bartenders that were in those areas um, versus making it like a uh, centralized oh you, you, every event's going to be an uber away now you can walk to things but we've really challenged our, our brand partners our sponsors to do more than just provide free drinks yeah like give give people who come like a reason to be there and we want it to be something that there's plenty of issues in our industry right now that that are, are out there but for us the the event is it's a networking event so you don't have to have cocktails to network right so what else can we do and so we've had like a lot of yoga yeah. uh, we've had bike rides around the city we've had uh, beach cleanups we've had oh, you know five cool. um, uh, K's uh, you know like yeah. things that are happening uh, and then and then there's parties but um, if we can steer even further in that direction I'd love to see something set up this year where we have like uh, resume writing workshops and career yeah. counseling you know yeah. things like that um, I'm sure my friends maybe even Gina can come down and and assist with some of these initiatives like you know what I mean I'll, I'll sit down and show them how to do an LLC um, let's go to that let's just start with an operating agreement but, no I mean but yes yeah. because it's great to come to a, a cocktail week and learn about the ins and outs of production and this and that and the other of a brand or a category. What's the difference between an investor and a partner yeah. and how to take that out? What, what are, what are some more tangible skills um, that people can, can walk away with and then even maybe meet somebody who they go into business with down the road? I yeah. don't know, you know? And so it's it's evolving. It started as a fun thing and now now that we're taking it more serious, um, I think there's a lot more upside and opportunity. So that's really cool. That's I mean that I have to applaud anyone that helps people build careers. It's building, helping people understand like what the path could be. Yeah, I mean, it, and 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 there is no. That's right. There's no there's no textbook in, yeah. in our industry, you know. Um, <laughs> although it seems like everyone's writing a book these You're days. Writing textbooks for sure. <laughs> I'm writing something else that I don't understand a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you find like I I I have to say sorry I'll I'll walk over here. Just prepping this. I just say that like we're in a funny. I think what you're doing and giving people a base instead of the party is like kind of like amazing because so many people give you like you know the swag and this and that and like when I introduced um, Chris to Louise, like everyone's listening. I introduced Chris as a bartender shaman. Yeah, and I and I. What are you talking about? You, (laughs) because like I think that like what people don't realize what you do is you lead them through the experience of what it is to drink tequila, right? But the culture that tequila comes from. Yeah, and then why it's so special, right? And I feel like in this in this in this now this industry like where you and I came up in a time where you couldn't get all these things, they just have it thrown at them. And they're young and they're not really sure and it's just it's abundance so much abundance and they don't understand yeah they appreciate well they do a lot do and then some don't but like there's giant parts of america that don't get it and well, i think you nailed it i think you because they're young right they're young. um and that's okay right because i think our, our industry is flourishing right now and it's going to take that next generation to to guide us in any tangible us. how, how well, are we in charge of other people <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but but it's it's happening more and more. I think in um, and and thank you for saying that because that's one thing that I I try to do when I do get involved in a project or or with a brand. I I try and make it more than about just you know putting a product in front of somebody. It's it's got to be deeper than that. You're, you're you're trying to build connections or you know emotional connections at the very least, and an appreciation. And the appreciation has to run deeper than the brand. Yeah. It has to it has to respect the culture and it has to respect the process. Um, and and uh, like I said, that's something I, I, I 
think I've worked hard to do, so thank you for acknowledging that. You definitely have, but do you think that it's like, I think, sorry, I keep making Louise move. Uh, we're remote. So. I'm chasing Yeah, I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I, I'm making cocktails on a chess table. Sorry, everybody. Um, I, I just think, you know, your focus, even even like on your bar, your relationships, your friends, and all the things that you forge and like everything you're saying, like, is bigger than you even like. I think that sometimes like you even let on to like what you're doing. So then you started this next company, right? And now, what does your new services provide? Because like that is the next layer of this, right? Yeah. Um, Are we diving into Simple Serve? We can dive into Simple Serve. Yeah, yeah. but I think that that's like a part of you. It's you. Sorry, it's you. You can hear me. It's part of you. It's part of you. It's part of that layer of like what we're talking about. You being a shaman, you being a teacher, you opening a place. You know, like that's you. Yeah, and I want to say things. I don't want to sound. I, I gotta word these things carefully, I guess, because I think um, Simple Serve came up as kind of like a back of the napkin idea. Uh, it, w- it was a, a bit of a risk because I left a really good job, um, but the circumstances beyond that was I, I kind of outgrew New York with the family as, as the family was growing. Um, New York is a very expensive place to live, and the fact that I, I don't have roots there, I didn't have family there. Yeah. Um, it just it, one day I kind of looked at my wife. It was right after my second child was born. I kind of looked at her. I said, "Man, I don't think we have much time left here. You know, it's already kind of getting to the point where." You know, the, the 900 square foot apartment uh, is not going to get any bigger, <laughs> and that's that was our biggest apartment, but it was expensive, and um, so you know, I I was fortunate enough to I left at the right time. I I was I was at a point where I had done enough at the current company that I was with, uh, and learned enough, should I say, that I felt that I developed a skill set that I could take elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and it's funny um, one one life lesson that I learned was when I was inside the walls of that company, um, you know, you get taken for granted. No matter what your experience is. There are people who are new to it or people who have their own ideas and agenda and you get taken for granted and sometimes your ideas get pushed aside. And then once you start your own company and someone's paying you externally to come in and, and share your opinions and your advice, like then they start listening. It's very bizarre. Um, but to your point, I, I kind of quickly realized that there's a lot of people in our industry on the brand side that haven't come from our industry. They don't come from. They don't have a spirits background. Um, they maybe came from, you know, a, a consumer goods company. They were maybe selling uh, toothbrushes and toilet paper. And yeah. let's be honest, that's, that's that's a different proposition, right? People actually become very, very engaged and connected to the things that they're drinking, especially when it comes to alcohol. They like the fact that it's a story or it comes from a place or it comes from a time and if you don't market your products that way if you're just trying to rely on the current trends or like the latest celebrity then you know you might get some quick wins but the longevity is not really there and so I think what I was able to do is is translate into uh, translate brand plans and and help tell stories uh, in a more engaging way specifically as it relates to the bartender um, or bar owner for that matter and so you know we do things from events to uh, writing writing brand stories to helping develop new products and wet goods and things like that and it, it's it's exciting I, I love I think I, I my creativity felt stifled and then once I started doing this I like kind of like 
got this renewal of, of, of energy and life and all that stuff and got excited again. So, you know, our, our industry can be grueling. You know, we, we all, we work very hard. There's, you know, unconventional hours and, um, and there's booze involved a lot of times. Uh, uh, you know, so it's, it's something that you have to, you have to weigh in and, and, and thanks. Oh, definitely. I, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to make you a cocktail. I would love that. I'm going to set up a torch, though, to get the glasses. <laughs> Hold on. This is what I love about New Orleans. You have to go on the porch to pick up the glasses, and then we'll, we'll finish well, it. I, just, cocktail. I yeah. just love how you're using, like, an antique chess table to, uh, as a bar surface. Like... A very seriously antique yeah. table. But we asked, and we're like, are you sure? That, oh, we use this table for everything. It's no big deal. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. So you're kind of, you, you've gone into my world, because you know, my background is creative director. That's what I did. I built yeah. brands. And then, the, to be honest, this podcast is a branding platform. Yeah. Um, I am in your world. You're an entrepreneur. And like that's something that, you know, I think I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. But I was never able, or maybe even confident enough to do it and yeah, I just and one day I said stumbling here we go yourself. yeah and you know I fell into a good situation so Eric Castro um, and I started a company called Simple Serve um, and you know I think at the time you know I maybe wasn't I wasn't ready to do it alone and so having him uh, to help me mm-hmm. uh, you know and help me uh, get through the opening stages was great. Um, we still own the bar together. Uh, we don't do as much consulting and agency stuff together anymore. We, he's, I'm, I'm so proud of what he's doing. You know, he's I mean, amazing. He's the bartender at large. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's really built an, uh, a business around actually sharing other people's stories as well. So it's very like-minded to what I do. I, we were joking around earlier, right? That um, that I, I definitely have been the uh, the Ed McMahon to his Johnny Carson on, on, on bartender <laughs> at large enough and. Um, you know, so so we're able to. You know, we have raised by wolves together. We do bartenders weekend together. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you, you know, th- at some point it was like, okay, well, you know, we've gotten this far, but I- in order to take the next step, and in order to let you take the next step with with your current success, then you know, we we split ways. That he still helps out a lot with events and things. But I've got a, another partner um, in New York. Her name's Stacy Swenson. Um, and she's great. She works at Dante uh, when she's not working with us, and helps out with some of our clients. And uh, if you if you if you don't know her, introduce yourself. Go to Dante and say hello. We have to. Yeah. We just yeah. we went to Dante. Yeah, just go to Dante. <laughs> just go to Dante. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's eat a cocktail. All right. Just a hand in there too while we're uh, while we're talking about Dante. Oh, um, yeah. Or, <laughs> or if you're from Queens, you say Naren. So, yeah. So it's fine. Um. So. We're in the south and always taking advantage of your local produce. And what they have down here, which is one of my favorite things, is they have mangoes that grow locally. Or a droop. Yeah. Or whatever you want to talk about. But they have these little Alphonse mangoes for a certain amount of time in the year. And they smell incredible, right? So there's only one little um, bit in here and it's super delicious. And we have pineapple, which I didn't know they can grow pineapple in New Orleans and Mississippi and Alabama and everywhere, right? So everything in your class is local, which is, except for our favorite place. We'll have a little tequila, we have Escalon, but not, um, it's Jalisco and- yeah, I've actually and been to the distillery, Escalon distillery. I love, see? Yeah, I mean, I spent a long time in, Please. in Mexico. Best trip, one of my best memories, fondest memories, is going to um, Jalisco with Chris and being there and having that time of like, just pure, like just relaxation and learning and 
No pressure. I'm driving jeeps around. Yeah. In Aradas. That was awesome. Maria. That was really amazing. Being a cowboy, basically, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to do... So for each cocktail, I would roughly say it's about uh, three ounces of just muddled um, mango. And then I put in about an ounce of pineapple. And then we did just about a quarter of an ounce of uh, fresh um, lime juice. And then I, when I do stuff like this, I like to do um, two and a quarter ounces of uh, tequila in it because we're not adding the triple sack or anything like that. And we're gonna use a little bit of the um, cocktail and signs um, uh, verbena mint syrup. And that is a local, it's made from local cane sugar here in New Orleans. Well, we actually carry, at Race by Wolves, we have um, their Fasanola. Oh, yes. Which is, uh, you know, it's that, that it's that missing, forgotten ingredient in, uh, in making a proper hurricane. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which, by the way, this is, I'm, I'm really selling myself out here. My guilty <laughs> pleasure coming back to New Orleans, um, I have two, and they're both super lowbrow. It's stuff I would never drink at home, but there's something about going to Pat O'Brien's and having one of their really poorly made hurricanes Ooh, that is so comforting to me. Yeah. Just to sit out in that back patio and drink a overly sweet, like super high alcohol drink. <laughs> it just reminds me of my time here. Yeah. Um, and, and then you can take the powder home too if you like. If you want, yeah. yeah. God it's forbid. Like, it's like Tang and then it's not. Uh, and then also, little known fact, the, uh, the flaming Dr. Pepper was also invented here in New Orleans. At the gold mine. I'll take you there if you'd like to go. Oh my goodness. They, they line them up on the bar top, light them on fire, and, uh, you know. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I think that's why I like it, because I, it's one of those things where, you know, our industry, we can get carried away sometimes and maybe take ourselves too seriously. And we have to remember, at the end of the day, it's not about what you want, it's about what the guest wants and the guest experience. And if the guest wants to be silly, or if the guest wants to have, you know, kind of that New Orleans moment, then that's okay too. You yeah, know? that's okay yeah. too. Listen, you have to. It's about being able to turn the lights on. Yeah, and also I like to experience things as as they are. You know, yeah. like, you know, we we haven't always lived in this uh, in this cocktail renaissance. Uh, you know, <laughs> and certainly not when I was. Uh, uh, became legal age of drinking in the United States. Ugh. There weren't many. Uh, there weren't many options back then. You know. No. <laughs> no, for sure. All right. Oh, I can't wait to try this. So we're gonna double strain it because I have all my goop in there. I will say this: if you're, you know, at your bar and you want to do something with mangoes, I love making a mango puree and being able to like scoop it. But you have to do it before service. If you're at home. A blender is your best friend, but when you're on the road and a chess table is your bar top, <laughs> you will spend the time, muddle the fruit, and then strain it through. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's got a nice little viscosity going, so we're good. I just love everything um, here right now because, like, it's like super fancy, and I'm like, <laughs> I am like, it's just like almost too fancy for me. Just a bit, just a bit outside my stretch. I don't believe that. Yeah, yeah I don't actually believe that either, but... I mean, <laughs> I do serve eggs for a living now, you know? Really I like eggs. it. Really good eggs, but they're eggs. Um, it's kind of, it's funny. All right, so anyway, so we're double straining this. You can hear it. It's thick. There's a lot of pectin in the things I put in there. So double straining is very important. 
It's it's not a maybe. It's a you have to. So you put in uh, pineapple and mango chunks. Yep, and then I put in the two and a quarter ounce of uh, tequila. And then the quarter ounce. When you have this much fruit, you really do not even really need to put the syrup in. But we don't have anything else like a Cointreau or something added to it. Gotcha. So we're going to add just a little bit to push it along. And something that would be nice, but I don't actually have any here, would be a really nice like um, uh, salt. Like maybe like a little... Uh, I didn't really think that out. I should have thought that out better, right? Adding... Uh, like a nice pyramid salt of some sort, like even a smoked salt might be nice. Yeah. See, people, I don't just think of everything because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wing it just like everybody else. No. And then we're going to finish it off with just a little mint to make it look pretty because it's green and bright gold yellow. And you'll see it on, um, on our website. On our website, which is designateddrinker.show. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. There you go. Maybe, maybe lose that cube. Thank there you go. Oh, cheers. Wow, cheers. It smells lovely. Mm. Too sweet? Yeah, sweet? no, good. it's great. We're good? We're no, good. it's not sweet at all. It's actually, it's really balanced. Really well done, Gina. Good, good. Really nice. Good. Wow, pineapples. I, I did not, even having lived here, I did not realize that. I think I maybe had heard that at one time, but I don't think I've ever had a pineapple from here. They're like a little, so they had that, um, so the time of year they were here, they just had a, had a little bit of flooding and uh, the, the salinity levels raised in the fields a bit. Yeah. And everyone said the fruit was affected just a bit, but um, I think it's kind of nice. Are they smaller? How, what was the size? Like average yeah, pineapple right, size? Average size? I got it cleaned. Yeah. They cleaned it for me yeah. and on the market. Yeah. It's right size, it's two pounds. The fruit butcher? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm your fancy. Can I get that pineapple clean, please? I. Well, do you see my do you see my table? My table's <laughs> no. I mean, inches. You, you obviously made the right choice, but it's 18 inches by 18 inches, and like I do like being tucked away in this room, but it's it's tough um, to like serve and have everything that you actually. It was not hard. So back in cocktail. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. That's what we do. Yeah. Right? Cocktails are good. Mm -hmm. Um. Are we there yet? We're not there. Uh, let me do the housekeeping. Yeah. Um, if you would like the recipe to today's lovely, lovely cocktail or any of the others from our past episodes, where are we going to send them? Designateddrinker.show. What? It's designateddrinker.show. And Gina's all of her how-tos, her tips, her pro tips, all of it. It's all there. And then uh, what we'll also do is make sure that we have the links. To, I'm make this uh, frozen. Do anything I'm doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, come visit us down in, in, in San Diego at Raised by Wolves. I, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I would love to see you there. Yeah, have more you good too, cocktails Gina. there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we have our last question. I know, it's you. Okay. So in this day and age of um, spirit animal, everyone you know, identifies themselves by like either you know, a copperhead snake or you know, a unicorn, I don't know. If you could identify yourself as an ingredient, what would your ingredient be? <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, does it have to be a spirit or is it? Nope, it could be any ingredient. Any ingredient. If I said muddled mint, would that be? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I um, know. You know, I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna be uh, agave spirits of some kind. I think I, I I think mezcal. I hate to be on too on trend. Um, 
but I really like the fact that it's such kind of a rustic proposition that's become kind of so widely accepted and used and embraced and I think you know for me as somebody in this industry I feel like I'm just kind of somebody who's part of along for the ride and and I, I just to be embraced by people like you guys I think um, I think that, that that would fit and that's probably what I would serve you anyways when you came to see me at the bar you know? so let's be honest See, like, that's, that's the, re buy, that's the real reason tickets. I know we're definitely gonna do it for sure so Perfect. That was a perfect answer. I don't know that it was, but I, I, no, I you know, I, I would still serve you mezcal at the bar. Or cognac, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Because I can't get enough of that stuff either. So, but come see us. We have a we have a great selection. I think we've got great cocktails. And I, and I hope what we're doing is I hope we're we're challenging and inspiring other people oh, to um, to help keep driving our industry forward. Oh, cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers. 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 <laughs>